Hear me out. Is LT Overton the biggest sleeper on Texas A&M's 2023 roster? You are locked on Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Coming at you once again live here from the beautiful city of Nashville, Tennessee, folks. And the question is, is LT Overton the biggest sleeper on this 2023 roster? And if it's not him, who is it? So, you know, I'm going to give you my, my my names here. I have listed as potentially the biggest sleeper on this, on this roster. And my answer short, quick, is LT Overton. I think... That Overton, of course, last year, 32 total tackles, one sack. Um, I've heard that he's kind of uh, slimmed down a little bit, not like he was a big guy, but slimmed down to kind of like maybe get after the pass rusher a little or get after the quarterback a little bit more. And I think he's just a guy that is in for a big year. Now, you know, when it comes to people getting after the quarterback, you're going to have, you're going to have Phil Diggs, you're going to have Shamar's going to be getting after the quarterbacks. You're going to have a lot of guys. You know, Phil Diggs, of course, was your sack leader last season with three. Um, and we're going to be talking about how this, Texas A&M defense can create havoc for opposing teams in the second segment today. But, um, you know, LZ Overton, folks, when I asked Phil Diggs, like, who's going to be getting, beside yourself, who should we expect to be, you know, impressive when it comes to getting after the quarterback this season? And he didn't hesitate half a second to say LT Overton. So I think he's a guy that is going to surprise some people and put up a sack number that many might not expect. Now, some other names I have here. Le'Veon Moss, Donovan Green, Noah Thomas, Bryce Anderson, and then I kind of wrote the entire defensive line. Uh, Silla, Malixia, Arcila. I don't. I think that they're, you know, talking about the defensive line, and there's a difference in sleepers. So like you could like you could make the breakout argument, right? Like I, th- you know, you could make the breakout argument for Evan Stewart. Really, you could make it for Ruben Owens. You could make it for for Wigman. I mean, I think those are breakout candidates. But this is more sleepers. These are guys like maybe we haven't talked about a ton that could come out and have big seasons. And so, you know, Le'Veon Moss is the guy. If I had to pick the player that like I prefer between him and Amari Daniels, you all everyone knows my opinions on Ruben Owens. But when it comes to the other two guys, I think I like Le'Veon Moss. I just I like what he's able to do. I like the way he runs the football. Um, I, I think he's a guy, you know, remember, hi, highly recruited guy. Not like Le'Veon Moss was kind of this nobody, you know, behind. He was, you know, you're running behind Devon Chain, So it's like it's hard to really squeak into the lineup. And now he's going to have the real opportunity to do that. And I think he's going to impress some people. Uh, Donovan Green, we're talking, we're also talking about tight ends here in segment three today. Donovan Green, folks, I think is a guy who could really. I mean, I, I think you could argue that he could break out. He could be a sleeper. I think he's another name. kind of like, is he a sleeper? I don't know. He's one of the ones I had listed here because I, I think he's going to break out to like one of the better tight ends in the country kind of level. So I think he's a guy that do not be surprised one bit when Donovan Green has this massive season. We're going to kind of talk about like what to expect in the tight end room here later, as I just said. But, you know, Noah Thomas is another guy. I, I think it's going to be hard to get some of the other receivers off the field and Muhammad and Nia Smith and Evan Stewart. It's going to be hard to get those guys off the field. And, you know, you've also got some talented young guys and T's and Cottrell. I mean, there, there's some, there's a lot of talent in the wide receiver room on this Texas a and roster. So, you know, Noah Thomas is going to have to beat out some players for some playing time, but I think he's going to do that. I was impressed with some things he's done so far. 
Um, and I think that, you know, we, we saw some snaps from him last year, saw some impressive and exciting things. Noah Thomas is a guy that I think, uh, once again, I think you could argue, is, is he a breakout candidate? Is he a sleeper candidate? I think he could be both. I think he's a guy that not people aren't talking about a ton and is going to kind of break out onto the scene, be a guy that under the radar is going to have a big year for the Aggies. So those are the kind of guys I have listed. I have Bryce Anderson listed as well. I think he's a great corner. I think he's going to have a big season. Um, I think he's going to. I think he's going to have a good year. It's going to be tough. He's going to be one of the reasons why you know with Grimes and with Grimes and uh, Trick Chappelle, it's going to be a reason it's going to be tough to get the ball going through the air against the Aggies. So those are the guys I have here. So. The reason I like Overton is I really think that he's going to put up an impressive sack number. We're going to talk about the kind of lack of havoc the defense created last year, you know. And it's funny because when we're going to get into that, you know, the defense was really, really good. It's just like these these sack numbers and interception totals and stuff like that weren't all that. So we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Um, but no, I, I like Overton and I think, like I said, I, I wrote the entire defensive line. I think there's a lot of guys. You, know, you have your main guys. Everybody's talking about Walter Nolan. Everybody's talking about some of these other guys. But at the end of the day, I think there's this this defensive line in this, you know, these pass, this pass rushing room. It's so deep, as we always talk about, that there are guys that we probably should be talking about more. And maybe there's a guy that we're kind of hyping up a little bit that is going to kind of be uh, not, not have the kind of year. But then there's one of the guys that we aren't hyping up enough that's going to have a great season. And that's what I think we're going to see from Overton. I just I think the frame to get after the quarterback is there, especially since he's you know dropped a couple of pounds. Um, and I still like is he going to start? I don't I don't think so, but I think he's going to put up a sack. Like if you told me he had four sacks, um, I wouldn't be surprised. Now then again, I think it's kind of funny because this argument's tough to make because I there's ten guys you could say well if if they had they might have four sacks and I wouldn't be surprised. So I um I you know it's a number where like, I just don't know if that is going kind of like if Overton is going to be a guy that has four sacks. I, I think the whole defensive line is kind of in the same sleeper boat as him, but he's like my guy. And that's why this is a question. It's like anybody that has an opinion on it, anybody, you know, throw them in the YouTube comments. Those who watch on YouTube, you know, let me know who you all think is going to be the biggest sleeper. Doesn't have to be a defensive player. Doesn't have to be a defensive lineman, but you know what? Out of curiosity, let's break it down to that. Everybody in the comments, I will pin this question. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to pin this question at the top of the YouTube comments. And I'm going to be asking for the biggest defensive lineman, the biggest defensive lineman sleeper, and then just the biggest overall sleeper on the team. So give me that in the YouTube comments. I want to hear your all's thoughts. Like I said, I'm really confident in LT Overton, what he's going to do. And, you know, being a guy who I don't know that he's necessarily going to start, I think that with I'm not going to come out here and say I think he's going to be the sack leader. I wouldn't go that far, but I think he's going to be a guy that, like I said, if you look at the, at the stats at the end of the season, you're like, wow, Overton had four or maybe five sacks. I wasn't really expecting that going into the season. So that's my guy. Like I said, I like the frame. I, I like the ability of what he's going to be able to do. I like that Fidel Diggs, like I said, when I asked him about the defense, about the pass rushers who's going to be getting after the opposing quarterbacks, he was quick to talk. Now, he also listed a lot of people, which is exciting because, you know, I, I like when – I love hearing when you ask a player a question like who – what their immediate reaction is, who to talk about. And LT Overton, like I said, he was quick to say LT Overton. So I think he's going to put up a stat line that might surprise depressing people. It'll be interesting to see how that kind of pans out, but he's kind of, I'm, I'm calling my shot. I'm throwing the dart. I think it's going to be LT Overton. Like I said, you could say it's any of the, either the Shamars, you can tell me it's Walter Nolan. You can say it's Hicks. 
You could say it's McKinley Jackson. I mean, there are so many names on this defensive line that it's like any of those guys you could say could be a sleeper, and I, and I, I wouldn't be against it. And some of these names we talked about, Donovan Green, Le'Veon Moss, um, Noah Thomas, and Bryce Anderson, like I think those are guys that are kind of sleepers. You know, we I talk about the cornerback room a lot here on Locked on Aggies, and you know, Anderson's not a guy that I feel like I talk about a lot, but he is a great player, and I think he could have a really good season, and he's going to be part of the reason it's tough to throw against the um, it's tough to throw against the Aggies this season. And the funny thing about this, and this is one of the reasons I talk so highly of this Texas A&M team, is the fact that like we're talking up Noah Thomas and we're talking up LT Overton and Bryce Anderson. That's like, there's a world. I mean, I, I feel confident that, that Anderson's going to be a starter, but there's a world where he's not because that cornerback room is that deep. This tight end room is really deep. We're going to talk about it. Uh, the wide receiver room is deep. It's like, you have some highly ranked and recruited players that might, you know, not play a ton of snaps. And it speaks a lot to the depth of this roster, which is a good thing. I mean, it makes you feel better about injury. If somebody were to go down, if somebody was to get banged up, you know, LT Overton gets thrown into a starting role. That's I'm, I can live with that. I'm not upset about that. So I think that this is a, it, it, you know, talking about sleepers on this roster, it's kind of funny because like you look at these names and it's like a lot of these guys, it wouldn't be surprising if they had big years. And it's just a testament to the depth of this Texas A&M roster, which is why I think that the Aggies are going to be sneaky good in 2023. So the defense, you know, last season, they just didn't create a ton of havoc when it comes to, you know, statistics, statistically numbers, interceptions. They didn't put up a ton of sacks. And was, the numbers were okay, but compared to some other SEC schools, it was kind of bottom barrel. So um, I think something that's going to have to happen for the Aggies to be successful this upcoming season is I think they're going to have to create havoc for opposing offenses. We're going to talk about that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You know, I um, LinkedIn something that's helped me find find jobs in the past. It's it's. It's something that I use personally. I know a lot of people do, and it, it's just a great service that helps a lot of people find their new job. It helps people connect. I think it's an all-around great app that people need to use. Folks, I really do like it. Then add your job to purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So speaking about creating havoc, I think, um, you know, the defense last year, so I have here four interceptions, 12 fumble recoveries for a total of 16 uh, turnovers, and then you had 20 sacks. Those numbers, like, it, it's kind of like it was, it was bottom tier of the SEC, folks. So it's like I hate coming out here and saying those numbers weren't great, but at the end of the day, you look at some other SEC schools, their you know sack total, their interception, fumble, their turnover total was a lot higher than what the Aggies did. So I think 
what this kind of leans me to think is you have got to create havoc on the defensive side of the ball. And it's funny because the defense was solid last year. It's not like I'm out here saying that the defense was bad because it was pretty dang good. I mean, you look at points per game for the opposition, it was one of the best numbers in the country. So I think that what has to happen is you have to kind of create that havoc. You have to get turnovers. You have to get after the quarterback. I mean, havoc leads to bad decisions. Havoc havoc leads to you know, poor quarterback decisions, poor throws, leads to fumbles, leads to interceptions. And I think that's what we need to see these defensive linemen doing. You have to get after the quarterback. And 20 sacks, with how talented this defensive line is, as I've said, I think it could potentially be one of – definitely a top five defensive line room in the country, and it could be one of the best when the season ends. But I think – that that 20 sack number that um, you know, 20 total sacks from last season, I think you have to see that number increase significantly. And if it does, I, um, I feel like it's just going to be good all around for the offense, for everything. I mean, you, you create sacks that sometimes it's going to lead to some fumbles. It's going to lead to some turnovers. And that is what's going to set up your offense in a good position. I think the offense, I don't think I know the offense is a bigger question mark for this Texas A&M team than the defense I, myself included, and many others in the media feel pretty confident in what this defense looks like. So it, it's, it's going to be like the offense has to succeed, and I think a lot of that is going to come down to can the defense kind of help them out a little bit? Can, can they win the field possession game? Can they get turnovers? Can they get after the quarterback? And that's, I think, going to have a lot to do with some of these the linebackers and defensive linemen and then what the corners and safeties are able to do trying to get some interceptions. Um, now, a lot of – you know. A lot of interceptions are created kind of by things that are created up front, things done up front by the defensive linemen, the linebackers. So, you know, corners obviously make some good plays here and there and pick off a good pass. But more times than not, interceptions are created based off havoc made by the defensive line and linebackers getting after the quarterback. So I think that is the key for this Texas A&M defense is getting after the quarterback. And we just talked about it with LT Overton being the guy that I think could be the biggest sleeper on this roster. Um but, I mean, it doesn't end there. You've got so many long, lanky pass rushers. You've got a big defensive line. You've got some big interior guys. It's a line that I, a defensive line that I do not think is going to struggle to get after the quarterback. Um, you know, like I said, last year the numbers weren't as what I've expected, but you have to remember this was a young unit. It was a young overall, overall unit, and there's a lot of players that I think are, like we said, sleepers and a lot of guys who are going to break out. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see how – that plays out, and if the defensive line is able to get after the quarterback a lot this year, and if that does happen, I think it's going to lead to some interceptions. It's going to lead to some fumbles. It's going to lead to the offense being put in a good position to score some points, and then maybe eventually some pick sixes, some fumble uh, recoveries leading to some touchdowns, and it just, you know, I think havoc leads to positive things on a def- on the defensive side of things, and that is what this Aggie defensive line linebacker room is going to have to do. And then, you know, the cornerbacks and safeties, you have to pick the ball off and get it going the other way. And if that happens, I do think it just it helps out your young quarterback, Wigman. It helps out uh, some of these receivers, your offensive line. So I think, the, like, with the offense being a question, being the question mark that it currently is, I think it's going to be big for this Texas A&M football team for, I mean, for the defense to be able to kind of help them out at all, at all, at all possibilities. And if the defensive line is able to get a handful more turnovers than last year, a handful more sacks than last year, 
I think it's going to lead to more points up on the board. And now it's, it's going to be hard to not put more points up on the board than last year. It's obviously the Aggies had one of the worst offenses in the history of the world. Um, but I do see that number. Both I see all of these numbers increasing. I think you're going to see the offensive production increase, especially with the higher coach Petrino. I think you're going to see the turnover margin get a little bit better in Texas A&M's favor, more sacks, more interceptions and fumble recoveries. So, uh, but I do think it's a bigger. I think it's a topic that not many people have been talking about about like the turnover creating. It's like I haven't heard that a lot in Texas A&M media of like, you know, we didn't create a lot of turnovers last year. It's not something I've kind of seen going around, but I do think it's a relevant topic because it's something that can just make this football team better as a whole if these numbers increase. And I think you're going to see that heading into the 2023 football season. Folks, one of the rooms we haven't talked a lot about here on Lockdown Aggies is the tight end room, and it's an interesting one. You know, uh, Coach Fisher was up on the stage a couple of days ago, and he gave some shout-outs. I'm going to talk about who I think is going to have a lot of receptions, who who they're going to get the ball to. And then we're going to kind of ask the question, how many tight ends are we going to see get a a couple of receptions for the Aggies this year? All that is coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. So the tight end room, you know, it's an interesting one. I'm really high on Donovan Green. I think he's going to break out big time onto the scene. I think he's going to be a player that, when it's all said and done, could be one of the better tight ends in college football. In college football, and I think he's a guy that you're going to see hear his name potentially called early in the NFL draft down the road. But you know, last season, so this is the interesting way to look at it. Talking about like what the tight end room is going to look like, how many, who's going to have how many receptions, who all is going to get playing time, snaps, stuff like that. So last year, Donovan Green led the tight end room with 22 receptions. Max Wright had nine receptions. Jake Johnson had one reception. And then Blake Smith, who, of course, recently transferred out, had two receptions. So that means that you had four tight ends with a reception last season. Theo didn't have a reception last year. Um, So those are your guys. So you have three returning tight ends that caught a pass last year. And then you've got Theo, of course, and then – bring in freshman Jordan, I mean, Jaden Platt, who Coach Fisher talked a lot of positive, said a lot of positive things about up on the big stage here at SEC Media Days. And, you know, I, I think um, it's one thing I, I always read a lot into is like if a coach is willing to get up on stage and kind of say something positive about a player, name drop a player, I think, I think that says a lot. And so the fact that Coach Fisher did kind of give a little shout-out to Jaden Platt, I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy that got on the field. Now, it's kind of like, how are they going to be used? Are we going to have multiple tight ends on the field at one time? Are you going to pass out of that? Is he going to be run heavy? I talked about, you know, Donovan Green. He wasn't statistically, if you look at PFF grades, he was not the best run blocker. Max Wright is a significantly better run blocker, but the receiving grades were, um, you know, vice versa. The receiving grades Donovan Greens was much higher than Max Wrights. I do think these two guys are going to be your main guys. But, I mean, like, if I had to put a cap on, like, five, you know, how many tight ends are going to have more than five receptions? I feel pretty confident saying that Donovan, Donovan Green and Max Wright, I, I feel very confident saying both of them will. I think you could see Jake Johnson potentially get to five. So I think you can have three tight ends with five or more receptions. Now, Green and Wright are going to be your main your main guys, but you're going to see a lot of these guys, Theo, potentially Platt, coming in and blocking at times in different schemes. Um, so I think this room, it, it's not a room many people are talking about, but I think um, I think it's another one of the deeper rooms on, on, the, on the – it's a deeper room on the team. And I think that there are a lot more 
Uh, and that's one of the positive things we talk about. You know, there's so much depth on this team as a whole. I just said it a minute ago, but like every room that you talk about, there are so many guys that you can bring up and say, I think this guy has a potential role. I think you can see this guy doing uh, playing a role for Texas in the season. And I mean, when it comes to the tight end room, I think you got five guys here who I could see playing relevant snaps. You got five guys who I think come in and could all come in and do some impressive stuff. So, I um I don't think there's going to be a big drop off from like let's say Donovan Green were to go down and then you and then Max Wright steps into more of the receiving role or Jake Johnson steps into more of a receiving role. You know Jake Johnson I saw um, a comment I talked a little bit about tight ends a while back and and people were talking about Jake Johnson being a guy who might break out this year. Wouldn't be surprised by that either. I mean it's such a deep room with lots of talent that at the end of the day I mean any of these guys could kind of break out and be the guy and I wouldn't be shocked. But I really am kind of staking my claim on Donovan Green being. The, being the guy in the tight end room and being a guy who I think is going to kind of jump onto more of the national scale when it comes to the college football world. You know, the highlights Green had last year, he's just he's he's an impressive tight end the way he plays the game. The tape, the tape speaks for itself. I mean, if you watch it, it's pretty clear that he's a guy who can play the position and play it well. And I think he's going to be a guy that when it's all said and done, we're talking about going into the next season is one of the best tight ends in the SEC, especially when, you know, Brock Bowers moves on and you, you know, you see some of these top end of the SEC tight ends move on. I think Donovan Green could be a guy that could really step up and be an impressive player in the whole college football world. So that's kind of my thoughts on the tight end room. It's going to be a a room that is going to be filled with a little bit of question marks, a lot, still some younger guys. But I think it was good to hear Coach Fisher talking about uh, Jaden Platt. Uh, you know, true freshmen. So you want to hear positive things. I feel like sometimes we see a lot of these true freshmen, especially that aren't going to get a ton of playing time. They kind of get buried. You don't hear a lot about them until the following spring. So hearing that Coach Fisher is liking what he's seeing Platt do is a good thing. But like I say, I, I, I think Donovan Green's the guy. I think you're going to see a lot of Max Wright. But I do think there's a realistic world where a handful of these tight ends have five-plus receptions. So I think it's going to be a room that you're going to see a lot of fun stuff from this year and a room that could – Help this team be a lot better, especially based on the way that the Aggies like to play football. So, folks, that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Aggies. We're going to be coming to you live once again from Nashville for Friday's episode. So we will have that coming for you all here soon. I really appreciate you all tuning in. It's been a fun week here in Nashville. It's been fun bringing you all content. And I uh, can't wait to bring you one more episode on Friday. So I hope you have a great rest of your day today, and we will see you tomorrow.